So if we get into a sled and we start sledding down a snowy hill, we say that very soon we're out of control and we're going down. And maybe we can try to flip to the side or something. But generally speaking, we're we're uh, we're out of control, at least in a in a, in a normal sled. Uh, having said that, we are still free to to think about what's going on, or better yet, in a roller coaster where the roller coaster is moving, our body has to move forward. Once the the bar is locked, maybe we were very scared, we didn't want to do it, but now that's it, it's locked, and uh, and we're moving ahead, and we're freaking out. But at the same time, what can we do? Uh, we can scream, we can yell, but the roller coaster is going to move, and our body's going to move with it. And yet again, we're afraid to to think what's going on. Oh my goodness, to scream this and that. So this is perhaps a way to to view. Um, something a little deeper than that, which is the difference between or the, the relationship between what we can identify as a sense of self and uh, what we do and our personality and our psychology, meaning we see initially at least our in, the entirety of our intelligible being, meaning what we do and what we say and, and how we react to things and our personality traits and our character or what we say is a little bit complicated, but certainly our temperament, our, our natural reactions uh, our emotional reactions, it's all as if a, a snowball rolling down the hill. It's all automatic. It all simply gets done. And yet, even then, uh, uh, even in the, the thick of this apparent strict determinism, we can identify a point of freedom, which consists at least initially simply out of the capacity to think a simple thought or say a simple thing that is not necessarily in relation to, to what's going on. Just like on the roller coaster, again, we can't, our, our path is predetermined. Like we're going down this way, but we can still scrape we can still say something. So it's the same thing. So for example, uh, when we're stuck in this initial uh, deterministic state of nature, we see that we have to get very infuriated under certain circumstances. That A person in his or her state of nature, if you go and you slap them uh, randomly on the street, they have to get angry. They have to get disappointed and freak out. It's not like, oh, now I'm going to choose to do so. They We have to do it then. Right? A person in his or her state of nature who is struggling with a, a substance abuse issue has to be struggling with that substance abuse issue and cannot stop. A person can say no matter whatever he or she says and yet a person still is going to reach for the bottle or for the, the powder or whatever the, the issue may be. A person who is uh, is very violent and, and who cannot, uh, you know, is constantly getting into beefs and squabbles has to do that. Every time a certain situation comes up, a person will do that. So we see that initially being in that animalistic uh State of life, it, we're, we're free strictly to do what, what, what we're compelled to do by our impulses, by our inclinations, by our temperament, just like a deer. You honk at a deer, and insofar as there's no fear holding it back or there's no counter motive, it's gonna, it has to run. It's free to run, but it has to do it. Why? Because there's nothing on the other end of the scale for an animal, for an insect, as soon as we give it a stimuli if we imagine a scale you know like the scales of justice we imagine that in our mind as soon as we give it a stimuli it drops one side of the scale and the animal has to do exactly that for example we poke a mouse with a stick and it's gonna it's gonna react insofar as there's no other motives acting on it for example maybe the mouse is is sick you know and it's a little bit sad and then maybe it won't move or something like that it's very lethargic but uh Assuming not, then we poke it. It's going to react to the, to the poke of the stick. There, there's an ant. We put our finger in the way. It's going to react and move around our finger. Now, it's free. Specifically, we would say there's that freedom there how to exactly how to react. But it has to react to that motive, to that stimuli. So it's the same thing. When we haven't developed a thought life, when we haven't attained to some degree of, of, uh, of freedom, 
and we're in that state of nature. We have to react in a particular way. So what does our freedom consist in? It's what we said. It consists out of being able to do the tiniest little thing or to think the tiniest little thought. For example, almost no matter how constrained we are and how in the thick of, of, of the necessity of nature we are, we can probably choose to blink our eyelids at, at, at will. Right now we can try it. Can we do it? Let's see. Uh, the speaker can. You can try as well. We can probably move our fingers a tiny little bit. We might be able to move our head to the side a little bit. Not everybody, however, because if we have emotional issues or further emotional constrictions, we don't even want to to be able to, to prove that we can, then we can't. And then we're completely bound down. But chances are we have the, the range of motion to be able to do something very small. We may not be able to say anything out loud because that could, could require too much of a cause. Uh, we can try, like, what can we say? Tree. All right, but now that, that here we have the cause, but it could require too much of a cause. Uh, to think also is, is, is pretty difficult because most of us never think. So to think a single thought would be, uh, it would be maybe overstepping our bounds with something very, very tiny we can do. That can, that's our freedom. That's our point of freedom. We see the animals and insects don't even have a point of freedom like that because they're not self-conscious as far as we can tell. They can never have a thought like, okay, I want to show myself how much freedom I have. So I'm going to, I'm going to move a little bit just to show that they can't do that. So they're continually, they're entirely bound up. We look at the state of nature and it's like a show. It, we would say, strictly speaking, on a, on a deeper, so to speak, philosophical level, um, that uh, there's no qualitative difference as it concerns what's going on by the animals, by the insects. But as it concerns our understanding, we can think of it as a circus show. Not a circus show. That's a little disrespectful. Not, not a circus show, but a show. It's a performance. The, the animals have to do what they do. The plants have to grow. The bugs have to uh, do what they do. The, the the beaver has to build the dam. The the bear has to catch the fish. The fish have to swim. It's it's all exactly as it has to be. And we see that uh, for the bulk of uh, of us, for, for 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 us, the Homo sapiens, it's the same thing. We're in t- we're part and parcel of that very show. We're completely and totally bound down, but still, because of our uh, self consciousness, because of our capacity for for um, higher level conceptual thought. We all have, arguably, or just about all of us, maybe some we've lost that capacity, but the vast majority of us, arguably, we have that tiny little capacity, that tiny little point of freedom somewhere to do a tiny, tiny little thing. Now, what's the goal? What is it that we're, that we're able to do within the limits of, of the possible? We would say what we're able to do is we're able to expand that point of freedom to where we are providing the motive for our actions from the inside, the so say, not fit literally inside, like behind their skull, but just the, from the inside, meaning we're not simply responding to stimuli and responding to unconscious uh, kind of uh, compulsions that come across our, our, our windshield of perception. We're creating the motive. We're able then to rationally think ourselves and have a d- developed enough thought life where we can get ourselves to do things strictly based off of rationality, based off of thought, based off of higher human motives. But this takes a lot of hard work and how we would do that, do that Excuse me, is we would find that tiny little entryway. Maybe it's simply to move our, our pinky finger. That's how much freedom we have. Maybe it's to, to move our head the tiniest little degree to the left or the right. That's all our freedom right now but starting with that entryway we can hopefully attain the greater and greater freedom to where we can reach a point where we have um, kind of extracted ourselves from this uh, uh, animal kind of uh, realm of this of this natural realm that we talked about where everything occurs by strict necessity the, the fish swim the bear eats the fish and so forth and so on where we extract ourselves from there and we're able to direct ourselves according to uh, uh, raise it according to, to higher level thought. So how do we do that? So again, the first thing we find that point of freedom 
Again, it, it could be the slightest thing. We can blink. And then we explore that. We see what am I able to do? We have the impression. We're also free to imagine. That that seems to be also a freedom that we have. So consequently, we, we imagine sometimes, you know, I could quit my job. I could walk backwards down the street. I could drive backwards on the road if I really wanted to. I could do, do this and that. But we can't. That's just imagination. What we can only do what we have real true cause and motive to do. And we only have real true motive to do or cause to do that which is appealing to us in our context. Initially, we're strictly in our natural context so we can only do what comes consecutively uh, 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 in in that context meaning again right now i have an impulse to eat but uh, i still uh, have the the cause to, to finish this assignment because it'll be too scary not to so i'm gonna wait but as soon as it's done i have to go eat then i have to do this so we're following consecutively these impulses that come across uh, uh, uh again our, our windshield so to speak um so we're not afraid to, to do any of that, but we but we play around with it and we see what am I afraid to do. Again, if I'm driving, I'm afraid to move my steering wheel a tiny bit to the left or to the right potentially, but I'm not afraid to just pull over. I'm not afraid to just uh, turn around. I'm not afraid to, to just uh, drive to, to somewhere else. Now I'm uh, uh, I'm talking. I'm afraid to, to maybe talk a little bit louder or talk a little bit softer, but I'm not afraid to just say anything at all in, in any conversation. I have to. The conversation has to go the way that it has to go, but we, we start to be aware of our point of freedom at any given moment and then what we can do is we can uh, have a com- make a commitment to ourselves using our faculty of reason and thought and say that I will do what I'm free to do uh, in a systematic way so for example I, I found my point of freedom at the point of being able to blank um, uh, blank at will now I can blank now I can blank we can experiment with it right now right can we yeah uh, we can blank so we can blank we set that as our point of initial point of freedom and but then we commit to it so we we reach our so to speak hand of intellect uh, into our uh, uh, animal nature and we say okay now you're gonna blank five times every day at noon now we do that for a week we blink every day five times at noon the next week we set something a little bit harder I'm gonna move my head uh, uh, seven times at, at noon and we do that and then we see that we can direct ourselves with our mind that's a remarkable revelation that already puts us ahead of of, uh, of all the animals and the insects at least and most of uh, most of us as well to be honest we, we find that, that that we can do that and then we use that that intellectual power that intellectual muscle uh, to set us something harder for example at noon I'm gonna get up out of my seat let's say I work in an office I'm at noon I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go um, uh, to, to the wall and I'm gonna touch the wall uh, hopefully nobody sees it or if that's that'll be strange I can go to, to the water cooler and, and stand there for a second and come back and, I, and then I'm gonna come back so now this is something we would never ever have done in our in our natural state it's not like we would ever just sit there okay now i'm just gonna do that unless we have some kind of ocd which is obviously also unconscious and not free but we would never just do that but now we did it strictly because uh, our intellect told us to do it so we're following we see we're, we're subverting things where uh, our animal nature our impulses and inclinations are, are now in subservience at least in this way to our higher faculties, to our reason, even if it's something silly, it's the and, and like it's getting up. Nonetheless, it's a, it's the start, it's the step. So now we keep ratcheting that up, we keep and doing more and more things until we reach a point where we can say, okay, I'm gonna do this and this and this because I said so. Now the difference between that and we think, wait a second, I do that sometimes. I think, okay, tomorrow I'm gonna wake up at 7 a.m. and then I set the alarm, and you know I do wake up at 7 a.m. and and I stay up. So we see that uh, that uh, when we do that in our state of nature unwittingly unconsciously it we do it because we happen to have the motive at that moment for example i said i'd wake up at 7 a.m and i have an appointment so fine i'm gonna do it the external thing is serving as the motive 
or maybe it's a habit, or maybe it's a composite. I'm going to set a habit. I'm going to try, and now I got motivated. I watched this video. Okay, tomorrow I'm waking up at 7 a.m. to work out. Okay, it works the first day. The next day it doesn't, or maybe it did because of, again, some kind of a, uh, just happened to work, all things considered. And now it's a habit. Now I would feel bad. Now it just, that, that was further automatic. We see that people can have very difficult and advanced habits, but it's a habit. That's the whole point. It's still unconscious. I'm still compelled by, by things that are other than that direct point of freedom that I have to do what I do. Even if, again, if it's to wake up at 5 a.m. and run 10 miles, I'm free. Look, I'm, I'm disciplined. But no, we would say, it, unless it's been done in a completely conscious, conscientious way where we're aware of what we're doing, it's still that same unconscious lack of freedom. So we don't want a habit. We're not talking about a habit. We're talking about developing true freedom which is different than a habit. So here, we would we want to get to a point where we can, uh, 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 an initial point where we can say, okay, I'm going to wake up at this time, I'm going to do this and that, but not because it's a habit, not because we happen to feel like it, but strictly because our uh, intellect has taken the lead, the higher has taken uh, the lead of the lower. And then we expand it from there more and more so until eventually, uh, I see the goal is to be completely free, is to have completely cut ourselves off from the natural order where our rationality is re- leading the way and then obviously stimuli then lose their power over us. Nobody then can obviously get us angry. Nobody can evoke an emotional reaction uh, in us. Nothing can, no impulse, no bodily impulse can compel us to do or not do something based off of it. We're free in the way that it's possible to be free, which is to lead with our mind, which is to think what is my true good? What is the true good uh, of everybody around me? And now how do I do it in a systematic way, strictly uh, uh, from that point of freedom as opposed to from habit or from compulsion or anything else. Anyhow, it's a very, very difficult thing. Uh, We start off completely bound. We start off completely in the state of nature with a minimal, minimal degree of freedom. Some of us may have lost even that and we can't blink at will and we're too emotionally constricted. But most of us have that tiny little point of freedom somewhere to do a very, very tiny little thing. We find, we identify that point of freedom and we ratchet things up from there until Hopefully, eventually, after a few years, our intellect has taken control and we are free and out of the state of nature. So you can think about it. Thank you for listening.